Welcome to the Wild Menopause Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified holistic sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice. I run an online transformational program for women navigating midlife, menopause, and beyond who want to rebirth their lives by reclaiming their sensual pleasure and tapping into the power of their sexual energy. You see, your sexual energy is not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything, your vitality, your health, your creativity, your joy, and so much more. From the Taoist perspective, midlife and menopause is called second spring. It's considered to be a spiritual and sexual rebirth where a woman can realign with her deepest desires, rejuvenate herself, and rebirth her life from the inside out. Learn more about my program, Second Spring Queen, with a link in the show notes. It just might be the holy grail you've been searching for. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Hey there, beautiful. Welcome back to the show. Always thrilled and so grateful to have you here. So welcome back. And if you ever want to reach out and give me some feedback on the show or you know, maybe you have a suggestion about a topic you'd like me to go into, definitely check out the show notes. There's some contact information there and you can reach out and we can connect. I'd love to hear from you. All right. I hope you're taking really good care of yourself because, you know, these are crazy times. I know I say it all the time, but really, and uh, especially for my queens who are drawn to my work, women say entering midlife, menopause, perimenopause, maybe well within the third chapter of your life. This is even more important for us, right? To take exquisite care of yourself because, um, you know, not to put any pressure on you, but we are in the role model stage in many ways. And we're, you know, there's a transition where we need to really pull in and really care for ourselves before we like rebirth and go out there again. So depending on where you are in that, um, what's so important, I think, is not to just, you know, take that period of rejuvenation, pulling in, cocooning if you need, re recharging, but to really weave in a new lifestyle of how that's just the new normal, prioritizing your self-care, right? So in this episode, I want to talk about sensual self-care as the foundation of that. And I want to share with you um, a bit about sensual healing, my perspective on sensual healing and I want to share five pillars of what I've found to be true through my own lived experience, through my own healing journey of what has helped me really do some deep healing around my sensuality. Um, yeah, so I want to go dive into like why I feel like we all need sensual healing, not just women, I think all genders, talking about that a little bit, and how the astrology right now, the current astrology supports that massively right now. And uh, it's definitely like a reclamation happening, or there's the invitation, let's say, <laughs> to have that happen. And I want to go into, again, my five pillars that have really served me and what I weave in to my work with women, which are breath, rhythm, movement, sound, and pleasure. And then give you some tips and tools, because that's how I roll, tips and tools on how you can start to, you know, bring this more into your life, because it really is about integrating it right into your daily life and it's a paradigm shift of like really prioritizing your sensual care is uh, no small thing i just want to say that going in it's a big deal 
and it's radical. You're going against the grain of thousands of years of really toxic mindset around sensuality and sexuality of the feminine in general. So I just want to, I guess, put it into context there that it is a big deal. And um, yeah, and we've all had trauma, but some of us have had, you know, pretty severe trauma. So just really, you know, take what serves, leave the rest. You really want to go at a pace that feels good for your body, for your nervous system when you're doing this kind of healing work. It's so important to, um, yeah, not overload or, or um, you know, override or um, overwhelm your system. All right, so sensual healing, why I feel we all need it, especially now. Well, we've been really cut off from the power of our body, from our connection to nature, from, um, you know, our connection to each other. And I think our sensuality is the foundation of all of that. And again, this has been going on in the Western world for thousands of years, this disconnect and violent, really, um, oppression in a way of our sensuality. And, you know, why why that happened? Well, I, I feel, this is my take on it, is that, um, you know, when you take away um, a populace, the, the population's connection to their sensuality or their sex, you take away their power. You know, you take away their direct line to the sacred. First of all, our ancient, our ancestors, if I'm from European descent, so I, I don't want to, I just want to contextualize it there. I'm not sure what your ancestors are, what they've been up to, but I'll speak from just my experience, my ancestors, I should say, um, you know, going back thousands of years, had a deep connection to their sexuality in in a sacred way where it really connected them to nature and to, you know, the planet, to each other, and was a deep source of, you know, creativity and all those things. And, um, you know, it was violently taken away in, I'm talking about European history here. And um, so I don't want to go off on that tangent, but it has, um, you know, been hijacked and it really has a huge effect on our human experience, right? Of feeling in our bodies <laughs> and feeling the pleasure and the joy that's available not only that, it's um, again a connection to the sacred. We're talking about sacred feminine, you know, regardless of gender. But the sacred feminine has been really um, dissed and disregarded, and therefore we're seeing the results of how we how we interact with our environments as you know, in, as a culture, and all the problems and all of those things, and all the societal problems we have, you know, on how we how people treat each other and um, all of that. So, yeah, I, I just feel that sensuality is the foundation of healing pretty much all that ails us. <laughs> That's my opinion. And right now the astrology really supports, um, there's an urgent invitation, if you will, to get more in the body and embrace our sensuality. And why I say that is that the North Node um, not to get too technical, but for my astro nerds like me, you know, switched into the sign of Taurus back in January. So it's like a whole year and a half here of our collective consciousness kind of being asked to go in the direction of all things Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, which has everything to do with slowing down, getting into the slower rhythm of nature, 
Um, getting into the body has everything to do with sensual pleasure. And again, the goddess of love and beauty and sensuality, right? So having the North Node there in Taurus, the South Node in Scorpio, it's um, a, a big golden invitation for all of us. And I see this in the collective, people getting more interested in um, healing their sexuality, their sensuality. And I think I mentioned it before, but the Goop, the recent Goop show or episode, um, series on sexuality, I thought that was really beautiful and really beautifully done, actually. There was a nice aesthetic to it as well. That's very Taurian, right? So yeah, I, I just feel like so many people are opening and getting ready for that. And the astrology really backs it up. It's like, yes, it's time to heal our sensuality. Another reason why, um, astrologically speaking, there's a lot of support for this right now. We have this ongoing square between um, Saturn and Uranus. Now, Uranus moved into Taurus a while back, but having the Saturn squaring it, that's um, an urgency to, okay, this is my take on it, an urgency to create um, really strong containers for healing our sensuality. So Uranus in Taurus represents like a sensual revolution, right? I've been calling this the Venusian revolution. So there's that. Uranus is the planet of liberation, of revolution in the sign of Taurus. So again, a revolution around embodiment, sensuality, pleasure, all those things. And um, and Saturn there is like, okay, yeah, that's great. How do we make that real? What are the exact practices? What's the structure? So basically asking us to build our own personal temple around this and get real with the work, right? Saturn's all about containers and structures and the work, doing the work. Um, so I think it's really beautiful. So yeah, and um, it's just like a real, I think, strong call to to reclaim. It's a reclamation of our body's wisdom in general, right? So the way I go about that are these five pillars that um, have been so powerful for my own healing and continue to be. This is an ongoing thing, right? It's yoga. <laughs> it's not like, oh yeah, I got it. And uh, there's always more. And it's just, it's a practice, a sacred practice like yoga, right? And here's how I go about it. So the first pillar I want to talk about is breath. Yeah, <laughs> breath. And there's been a lot going on in the world of breath work, which is amazing. Again, another indication of how the collective is moving towards, I think, healing and embodiment. You see all of amazing all of this amazing work around the breath coming forward and some real science get coming out of it too, of how powerful it can be for healing. And there are many different breath techniques out there that are fabulous in different ways. What I found to be true, um, I've been really doing a deep dive into this over the past couple of years, is that the simplest um, breathwork practice actually is the most powerful in terms of healing our sensuality. You know, and what we're talking about here is a steady, rhythmic breath, about four or five seconds inhale, four or five seconds exhale. So it's like a four count in, four count out. And so I call it a tidal rhythm of the breath. So it's a, like a wave coming into shore, going back out to sea. And that is amazing for allowing us to come into a flow state the flow state of place of being in our nervous system in our body where we are available 
for pleasure. <laughs> We're present for pleasure. We are curious, which is really important for healing of all kinds, right? We want to get into that place where we can be curious, getting out of, say, fight or flight or freeze and into a place of like, yeah, I'm curious. I want to engage with life. I want to engage with myself, with others, with nature. It's a place where we can receive the beauty around us, a place where, again, we're available for connection. And it's a place of like being where we can actually digest our life, digest our experiences, process our emotions in a way that, you know, feels good and supportive. Instead of just reacting, it's like it, it allows us to, to um, just process the strong emotions and digest our food as well, right? And it's also the place where um, we activate our body's innate capacity to rejuvenate, to heal, to self-heal. So there's a lot here. And it's also the space where we can access multi-orgasmic states like full body orgasm, energy orgasm. I know a lot of people are really curious about that. And um, it doesn't happen from my experience from a place of reactivity or fight or flight. It happens when we care for our nervous system to the degree where we can actually surrender in to experiences. Surrender is a big part of it. And the breath worked with, I think, in a rhythmic, slow-mo, tidal way is a very powerful portal into um, that state, right? So rhythmic breath, slow-mo, rhythmic breathing, really a great tool, one of the pillars. Um, and I pretty much already touched on this, but the second pillar is rhythm. And um, I probably don't have to tell you this, <laughs> the daily modern grind of daily life is arrhythmic. We're out of step with nature, we're out of rhythm. And bringing in rhythm into your life can be an incredible way when you work with the breath in this way too, to again, get back in the groove, get connected to the natural rhythms of life that our ancestors experienced in their lives. And um, so yeah, rhythm is an important pillar as well. And movement, you know, movement, um, movement heals. I always say that it comes from my, my days as a Pilates teacher. That was one of the taglines from where I studied movement heals. But I like to add in that sensual movement heals, pelvic movement heals. Especially when you combine it with the breath and the rhythm and the subtle moves of the pelvis, incredibly healing. And movement does so much for us in terms of helping us release um, stagnant stuck energy to really come out of freeze patterns, right? Freeze patterns that we have in the pelvis, which so many people have. So we want to start to thaw out the pelvis through sensual movement. And not only that, it'll you know help release your, I guess, issues out of out of the tissues, which is so key. Getting full range of motion in the pelvis is really important. And with all of the issues so many women have in um, you know the pelvic floor, say incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse, really super common epidemic level, right? I feel that the lack of movement is is um, a big contributor to that. And when we start to really move your move the pelvis, the way it's designed to move, move the vagina the way she's designed to move, you restore optimal function. You restore this core harmony, your femme core from the inside out. And so deeply healing for your sensuality because you just start to 
naturally release again patterns of held stress and trauma that can be um, harbored in the pelvis big time, right? So movement's a big part of it. Movement also connects your brain with your pelvis. And uh, another common complaint women have is feeling really numb in the pelvis, numb in the vagina, numb around their sexuality and their sensuality. And what movement does, subtle moves of the pelvis, it reclaims that real estate in your brain. It starts to send signals to your brain that this is a part of the body. Movement actually um, heals, right? In that way, connecting the brain to the body. And if you've ever broken a limb, an arm or whatever, I've known someone who has, when the cast comes off, it feels really awkward, right? It feels kind of, I don't even know how to move this. And that totally happens with our our pelvic anatomy, our erotic anatomy, our pelvic floor, our, our yoni, our vagina can all experience that. And movement is one of the ways to restore that, you know, sensual power that you have. And sound. So um, the other pillar I want to talk about here, the fourth pillar is sound. Now you could start just you know, organically sounding as you breathe in a rhythmic way and move your beautiful pelvis, just allowing yourself to sound whatever sound wants to come out. I call that just organic sounding can be so deeply healing, vibrationally healing, and um, can help you really integrate, uh, release, kind of release what is ready to be released, right? I like to say it kind of cleanses, you know, maybe what doesn't belong there and activates what does. So it's like a, a dual purpose when we work with sound. It has a way of cleansing, but also activating. The vibration can activate and awaken. So what I work with in my program is something called the Taoist healing sounds, which are specific vibrational tones that, um, you know, very prescriptive in a way that uh, do this more precisely, but just generally sounding as you move and trusting that your body knows how to sound, knows exactly what she needs to heal, that in and of itself can be really, really powerfully healing. And finally, the fifth pillar, which is really important, is pleasure, right? So really inviting in pleasure as you breathe and move and sound and allowing yourself to um, embody that that pleasure that's rightfully yours. So instead of going about it in like... um a rigid way or, you know, something, oh, got it, a thing you have to do. It's really great to get into, I guess, the mindset really of allowing yourself to be a sensual being, that I am a sensual being. I get to feel pleasure. Just that alone can be amazing. So just inviting in pleasure as well into your life in general, deeply healing (laughs) to our sensuality, but also in any kind of movement practice, bringing in pleasure. I think we live in a society, at least I do, where it just feels like there's a lot of top-down control on the body. Like, I'm going to make my body do this or that. And um, a lot of the times it doesn't feel very pleasurable. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do challenging workouts and things like that. That has its own, you know, genre of pleasure in a way, but it can be taken too far. It can be taken to the level of toxicity. I've seen it all the time, um, you know, working for years and years in the fitness industry. And it can really, um, you know, if we don't really take in the pleasure principle when we're working with our body in any way, I, I feel like we do open the door for that more toxic relationship to the body. And um, yeah, not a good thing. Again, that's probably a topic for another another episode. 
So what I want to give you here, just a, um, some simple tips. Of how, okay, so great, Diane. Got these five five pillars. What, how can I start to work with these, right? So the first thing I would suggest is um, we want to really take the reins on this hamster wheel that many of us are on of doing, 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 of, um, you know, the stress. When we get into that, like, it's almost like a badge of honor, like how much shit can you get done in a day, right? And the thing is that wreaks havoc on our our bodies. It really does. It wreaks havoc on our sensuality. And so what I found to be true is what we need, um, one of the things we need is a pattern interrupt. And a friend of mine just shared with me, when I was sharing this with her, she's like, oh, Diane, it's like a pattern disrupt. So yeah, pattern disrupt. <laughs> we want to disrupt, stop that hamster wheel. And it's going to feel awkward when you first start to do this. But what I'd recommend is a few times a day, taking a break, you know, it could be three to five minutes of just stopping, right? Because here's the thing, those stress hormones that get going when you're overdoing, and they are incredibly addictive. I don't know if you've experienced this, but when I've done something intense, say on the computer, um, instead of closing it, stepping away, sometimes I find myself diving in deeper. Okay, I better check this. I better check this. You know, and it's just like that is, that's that addictive um, response to cortisol and adrenaline. And there can be like a fear-based kind of thing underneath that where it's like, well, I can't stop. If I, if I stop, I don't know what's going to happen, right? And this could be a constant vigilance thing that we've picked up very early in life. And it makes sense. First of all, don't shame yourself for having, we all have that. It's been um, a strategy for survival, let's say. So I want you to, you know, celebrate that part of you that's constantly vigilant and all that. And yet taking a pause, pulling back and coming into an, um, a, a pattern disrupt, right? Now I have a short and sweet uh, breathwork practice for you linked in the show notes if you want to check that out. But anything we'll do is stay, say, um, put on some music, do some hip circles, breathe, do a slow-mo cat-cow, you know, again, breathing in that rhythmic way in and out of the nose is ideal. But then again, of sounding too as you go so that we more of an exhale through the mouth as you sound and going for your pleasure. So sensual movement, of any kind, if you just slow it down, right, can be really a, a fabulous pattern disrupt. And again, you want to incorporate the breath, the rhythm, the movement, the sound, and the pleasure. <laughs> so, but I'll share with you just a short and sweet um, breath practice that um, incorporates those things. I call it the uh, Shakti reset. So you might want to check that out. And as soon as you get the hang of that, really, we just breathe into the heart, breathe into the womb. And this is the foundation of, you know, a lot of what I do that um, connects you, reconnects you to, again, the sacred feminine essence that lives inside of you and it calms down the nervous system. So again, maybe three times a day to start, you know, as a challenge, right? Try to pattern disrupt and, uh, you know, you're going to get pushback from your brain on that for sure. Your brain's going to be like, what? I don't have time for this. Are you crazy? But that's just... Um, Again, a mindset shift we have to make and start to notice. As soon as you notice it, the healing starts, right? Notice that that's a, a pattern, you know, and that, that'll that invite in some healing right away. Yeah. So that's one thing I'd offer. Um, another thing I'd like to add to that is really important, I feel, for every woman to create a sacred space in her life for a sacred ritual to go deeper, 
you know, create a space in your life, just as you would set up a meditation space or yoga space in your home. So great to set up a place for your sensual practice. And again, you can just do this intuitively, put on some music, move your body in a rhythmic way, breathing, you know, like the ocean and waves coming in, waves going out, moving your pelvis, you know, feeling pleasure, sacred sensual movement is what I call it. And um, yeah, so I'll give you some tips on that if you'd like. Um, in the show notes, I'll link you to um, something I call sacred sensual movement. But you can just do that intuitively too. Just put on some music and move your body. But I think it's really important to have a space for yourself to do that and make it beautiful. Something that really honors your own sacred feminine essence. And when you do that, it's really powerful. You are sending such powerful signals to your your nervous system that it's okay you know, to come into that flow state, that it's safe to come into that flow state. So safety is a big, important part of this and creating that space for yourself where it feels secure, where you can lock the doors, draw the blinds and step into a place of safety to just feel your body move and breathe, sound so powerful. All right. I think that's enough for this episode. So really sending you so much love and sensual healing and pleasure. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show and you want to know more, you're curious, maybe you're wondering if my program, Second Spring Queen, is a good fit for you right now. Set up a free Pleasure Queen activation session. You'll see a link for that in the show notes. In that free session, we'll meet one-on-one and I'll guide you through a body-based practice where you can connect to your inner Pleasure Queen and get really clear on your desires for your third chapter. And you'll get a real sense of what my work is all about and how I can serve you and whether or not it's a good fit for you at this particular time. And if you know a woman or women in your life that would really benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please share the love, pass it along. All right, that's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.